Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, my next guest is revered for his role as Doctor Who's frenzied arch-nemesis, The Master, and for starring as the supervillain Steel Serpent in the Marvel and Netflix Iron Fist series. Now he's back starring in BBC One's much-vaunted drama Wolf, a nail-biting crime thriller from the makers of Sherlock and adapted from the acclaimed Jack Caffrey crime novels by Mo Hader. Um, let's have a quick listen. I've been poking around an old case. Five years ago, I knew that something was off. You found something, didn't you? Two men have taken us hostage in our home. I need to find that house. They're still out there. You didn't really think that was it, did you? Sasha, welcome to the programme. It is pretty scary stuff. I can vouch uh, for that. And um, in particular, there's something really malevolent about your character, Detective Honey, who turns up as a sort of harmless, hapless, as I say, detective, uh, and is quickly revealed to be much, much more than that. Um, what was it that appealed to you about the, the, the character? I mean, are you, a, are you a fan of psychological drama? I'm a huge fan of psychological drama. And I think what Megan had done here so brilliantly is created a beautiful blend of genres. It's the kind of stuff that I like being in. It's the stuff that I like seeing. So you've got this heightened world of crime, crime, sorry, and horror, and also a tinge of sickly dark humor as well. Uh, so it was a real draw for me to be part of it. And of course, Honey as well is a very complex character and all I can say is it's never as straightforward as you seem and Megan is brilliant at kind of pulling the rug um, from the audience which you'll you'll see as the series unfolds. How do you get into a, a, a character like Honey? I mean do you have to find likeable things about him and, and <laughs> what did you find when you dug deep? Well with these types of characters which is why I love playing them so much is I realise that they're incredibly complex so for me you know, I, I I don't like to just go, oh, I'm going to be terrifying. I kind of like to spend a lot of time thinking about why is he terrifying? So I spend a lot of time creating a backstory about why he might behave in a certain way. And then once I've got that, that's what makes the performance more interesting. And I feel more confident to make more much more interesting choices. So with Honey, I feel like he, I feel like society in a way has let him down and he's incredibly repressed, but now he's suddenly in in a position of privilege and power. And I was really excited to see what he would do with that. 
almost to the point where he might end up doing something incredibly silly. Uh, and that's what made him very dangerous. It's interesting you say that because obviously, you know, there's been a lot of controversy around the, the, the Met police um, in recent times. And, and one of the things that, that's been discussed as an issue is the fact that those sorts of jobs that, that attract kind of visible power are uh, way too compelling to characters who perhaps shouldn't be gifted uh, with that degree of power. And in a way, that's reflected in your Detective Honey, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you, you'll also quickly realise he, he, he comes in as a as a detective and he's very well prepared uh, and incredibly charismatic in order to get into the anchor Ferrer's home. But you quickly realise that's not who he is and that's not necessarily the background that he comes from. He's just very good at um, impersonating those roles, mm. which again makes him absolutely um, terrifying. Um you say that you come up with the with the with the, with the story. So, in a way, do you have to sort of write a narrative for your character that isn't necessarily provided to you? Yeah, I mean, I read the book um, initially written by Mo Hader, and again, I was she again captures the the dark humor, the twist, the turns, the crime, the horror, um, and then you. So, I had that as a bible, but then also. Megan brilliantly has also adapted it, but also brought a whole lease of life to all the characters. So I've got that to play with as well. But then I also like to, you know, as an actor, just add my own touches and colours to the character. You know, I, I have waited so long to play these interesting characters, so I can't wait to kind of get my teeth into it. I'm, I'm a bit like, sort of mentioned it sometimes, it's, it's sometimes like a, a, an artist with a as enough as it might sound, but I have a blank piece of paper and I just write down words, feelings and stuff that I might not end up playing, but it ends up kind of becoming ingrained in me. So then when I'm doing a scene, it's it's kind of there. So obviously I learn the lines, but I end up learning or really embodying this emotional backstory uh, that this character has, what his relationship is, why he behaves in a certain way. So it's all there for me to kind of um, draw from when I'm when I'm doing these scenes. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you worry about um, casting directors at the very least? But can we say audiences too seeing something villainous in you? Yeah, I know. I have been playing a lot of villains. Um because they're complex, but also I love the challenge of when an audience can despise a character and then also feel slightly sorry for them as well. That's that makes me feel really excited. Um, but with the characters like like these that I've played, like the Master um, and also with Honey, there's an element of what you see isn't always on the surface. Uh, and there is vulnerability that the character is slightly damaged. So it just means that I'm not 
just playing the out and out bad guy. I think that means that I'm just the performance is just on one note. Mm. And I think that's why I was drawn to this because, the, as you'll see, and I can't reveal too much, there's so many layers to it, which is why I was, uh, why, which is why I wanted to do it. So tell me a little bit about you. Tell me uh, about how you came to acting in the first place. Where did you grow up? Was it the first thing you wanted to be? You know, tell me a bit about you. Yeah, well, kind of being, the the arts has always been in the family. You know, my mum and dad never went down that route, but my dad is a huge Elvis fan. My mum sings beautifully. So they they always made a habit of getting us up in front of the family to to do something to perform and I'd always do Michael Jackson impersonations and I just I just got the bug for it I absolutely loved it and then when I finished college I was like see you later guys I'm moving to London I'm following my acting dream having worked as a child actor and then everything just stopped completely um, and I was working with my dad in in Manchester but actually it was the best thing that could have happened because I realized in that moment, like I had to reinvent myself slightly and figure out why is it that I want to do this and had to struggle a bit, really, and learn a bit more about the craft. And as life had it, that's when the History Boys audition came about. It was um, a brilliant play by Alan Bennett in 2004. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 it changed my career, really, as it did with all the boys in that. And so, you know, what's nice is I've continued working since then, but I've also had my ups and downs but the downs are challenging but it's allowed me to really question what type of actor do I want to be and I think in the last couple of years I realized that I wanted to be an actor that was incredibly versatile it's very rare for actors like myself or who are British South Asian heritage to be given these challenges and I really wanted to show that we're not just you know these boring bland characters where we can be villains we we can be the anti-hero we can be sexy we can't you know and I love showing my uh range and diversity in the roles that I play it's also and I don't want to be stereotypical about this at all but you mentioned being a child actor and that suggests that um it was a career that was encouraged by your parents and of course the far more common thing is for parents to be extremely worried about their children heading off down such sort of indulgent routes and and you know a desire for them to chase a professional qualification of some sort was that not the case for you? No, I, and I realised how privileged I am to be in, in that position because the industry is hard. Uh, and I've realised how lucky I am because during the lows, you know, I'd go to London for a, an audition with, you know, and paying quite expensive train tickets and I'd be there for 10 minutes and then be, you know, two and a half hour journey back to Manchester and feel so disheartened. And just knowing that my mum and dad were incredibly supportive and saying you know just hang in there and and totally believing me believing in me is it's kind of made me the actor that I am today like I remember you know being on on Broadway for the History Boys which was amazing and then coming back after so many months and then sitting with my dad and he was just so excited he collated like every newspaper article you can think of from the History Boys and he's always he's always been um, as my mom just in, incredibly supportive of, of of what I do. You talked about um, when you got the job in Doctor Who. I mean, I think you were the first British Asian to to play the the master. Um, 
about feeling a, a huge responsibility to the British South Asian community. Why did you feel that responsibility and how did it manifest itself? Well, it's interesting because I think in the last couple of years, I mean, part of my journey is embracing my British South Asian identity. And in, in this industry, it's been very hard to figure out where to place that and to to own it slightly. And that's because when I first started, I rarely got to see many actors like me uh, that looked like me. And, and I think during lockdown was a really interesting time to really unpick that a little bit and, and own it. Like I had slightly in Boy With The Top Knot was like a one-off drama I did about Satnam Sangera, but I feel like I didn't quite own it. Uh, and I'm on that journey now, really, and and enjoying the responsibility of playing roles that are empowering for myself, but also for my community. Um, it's, there's only, a, I mean, there's more actors now, but uh, there's still a way to go. But at the same time as well, which is kind of the journey I'm on at the moment, is not always being defined by that either. Sometimes actors like myself who are in these kind of privileged positions to be playing these roles tend to put so much pressure on themselves to represent the community. Mm. And I think sometimes that can get in the way. So some, I think now I'm kind of, I have the uh, luxury of depending on what project I'm doing, whether I want it to be culturally specific or not, or whether I want to talk about my British South Asian identity. Yeah. I, so I, so, I so do you mean basically, you know, to be cast just because you're a good actor rather than, oh, we need a South Asian policeman or that, bad that's guy? A, that's, a, that's exactly it. And, and still, you're still representing your community. You're mm-hmm. still... You, you, you're, you can still be free of it. You don't always have to be the spokesperson for it, which I think a couple of years ago, I felt like I, that's all I had to talk about. Um, but you you don't need to. And, when, and even though you're not, you're still, like I said, you're still speaking volumes on behalf of your community in the background that you come from.